Let's have a little chat with our Richard Zussman this morning, our global news reporter over in Victoria. Hi, Richard. Hi, Simi. How are you doing? Good, thank you. We have a question for you. Yes, so we've also got a bet going on what your answer is on this, okay? Oh, so we, yeah. Yeah, so we were just talking about James Bond, the potential new James Bonds out there. Nikki tells us that Pierce Brosnan was her favorite James Bond, which I you know had a bit of a problem with. Bad take. Okay, so that's what we're asking. Who is your favorite Bond? Probably Daniel Craig. I I, I have a struggle getting behind. All of these guys, but Pierce Brosnan was the one of the era that I grew up in. So I yeah. think Nikki Reitmeyer and I are probably the exactly same age. Uh, and but I think Daniel Craig is probably the best. See? But I'm excited to see who the next Bond's going to be. I know they who thought you, you were going to say Pierce Brosnan. They thought you were going to say Pierce Brosnan. That's why. That's why it was so shocking that you're now saying Daniel Craig. So that's great. Because uh, I think the consensus on the internet is that Daniel Craig is better. And I always go with what the internet says. What? <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> That's funny. I think funny. the next Bond is more interesting. I like this idea of Michael B. Jordan as the next Bond. Really? Idris Elba. Idris Elba's too old, unfortunately. Funny. He's 48. And that's just too old to start playing Bond right now. Can't do that. Well, I think the world is changing, Simi. Oh, well, all right. And Good. I think we can have an older Bond. All right, if you say so, uh, we should probably talk a little election here, too. But Michael B. Jordan is younger, so maybe I like Michael, Michael B. B. Jordan. Jordan's the guy. I like that idea. I would go for that. But they could also resurrect him. He could be the next Black Panther. No, because he was in the first Black Panther movie. Him. He can't be, because he was the bad guy in the first Black Panther movie, so well, you, you can't can do a, that. Simi, have you ever seen a Hollywood film where a bad guy came back to life and became good? <laughs> I digress. Come on. We're way off topic. I know. This was my fault. I Isn't apologize. Isn't how Hollywood films are made? I guess, I guess so, yes. But let's talk about the election here, shall we? I know it's been actually that kind of week when it comes to the election, right? Where you kind of feel like, are we doing this yet? Like, what's going on here? What, what's been happening this week? Or I was going to say it's the week where good guys come back or bad guys come back and they're good again. Maybe that's what it's been oh. the theme on the election trail. Oh. Uh, it has been an interesting week, uh, to say the least. The focus has obviously been in Metro Vancouver, uh, where there are some really major swing ridings. And today is a real indication of that. So both Andrew Wilkinson and John Horgan are in Maple Ridge. Two Maple Ridge ridings. Both of them were incredibly close in the last election. Uh, heading into 2017, uh, both of them were liberal seats. The NDP won both of them. Uh, so we have Andrew Wilkinson uh, with community leaders today, this afternoon, around the issue of uh, housing, uh, homeless camps, and the effect of housing on communities. There was a real um, feud between the province and the mayor of Maple Ridge back in 2019 around the modular mm -hmm. housing unit and whether it was in the right location or whether the services were there. Wilkinson will be speaking to that issue. Uh, the Liberals believe that on that issue, partly they can win these seats back. The NDP are going to be going back to one of their favorite issues, which is childcare. Uh, it was clear the previously liberal government did not do a very good job at funding childcare, and the NDP has committed to that over the last three plus years. But the promise of $10 a day childcare has not been fulfilled for most British Columbians. And so we'll hear from Horgan today around how he will get to that $10 a day childcare and 
what his request will be of British Columbia and sort of to stick with them as, as he continues to work uh, to fulfill that province promise and he'll be with his two candidates Bob Deeth and Lisa Bear in Maple Ridge this morning at 9:30. It's been a bit of a slow start as we were saying to this yeah. campaign waiting for like some kind of theme or something to happen. Does the first week generally matter Richard or is this when they're kind of finding their steps? Yeah, especially now like the both parties are not organized and ready for a full election and because we're in the midst of a pandemic it makes it even more challenging and we're seeing this new incarnation of what events will look like and there's none of these rallies and you know Horgan spending a lot of time on the phone calling uh, voters which uh, the NDP is using to create as sort of promotional videos that they post on the website uh, and ultimately I don't think the first week matters you know people are so hyper focused right now on their own lives their own health better understanding what's going on in schools if their kids are in school and the spread of COVID-19, better understanding even what their own workplace looks like if they're back at work around COVID-19. So I think it's just letting the leaders fumble through the first few weeks until we get to the leaders debate. uh, And then that will sort of shift the tone a little bit towards the end and, and voters will have to decide ultimately. The only real question of this debate is who can best manage our province through COVID-19, both through the recovery, as well as continue to manage the decisions around uh, the cases and and working in conjunction with Dr. Bonnie Henry. And and that, there'll be an intense focus on that during the debate and an intense focus on that through the debate uh, until election day on the 24th of October. Right now, today uh, is the last day of the Union of BC Municipalities Convention. It generally ends with the speech from the Premier. Now, of course, we call him the NDP leader because the election is on. Is there anything we can expect at this speech today? Yeah, it's funny, Simi. Like, this is one of those campaigns where there's no playbook. So it's hard to look at, uh, you know, past events to see it as any indication. But normally, the UBCM is a major speech where... Uh, the government outlines a vision for municipalities uh, and we may get some indication from Horgan around how that money is going to be spent that's been earmarked for municipalities and transit. So that's a big whack of cash, around $1.2 billion from both Ottawa and Victoria. A lot of it is going to go to help replace the lost revenues municipalities suffered due to COVID-19 with the shutdown of community centres and the other impact it had. But we'll see if Horgan has any other ideas around how that money could be spent. You know, just one simple one is around the future of the PNE. And, you know, we heard from the Prime Minister when he did an inf- interview with Sophie Louis on Global that it's up to the municipality to help support uh, the PNE. Is it something the NDP would be committed to, or ultimately will it be up? Uh, to the city of Vancouver to decide, you know, it's it's little things like that that matter immensely to British Columbians that are supported by the municipal governments. And we'll see if uh, Horgan has any suggestions on, on where that sort of money should go. Right. And do you think all the campaigns are adjusting right now? Like, what, what do you think has been the standout this week? Yeah, I, I think trust has obviously been the standout. Yeah. I think the fact that Horgan has been forced to answer that question every day on the campaign trail around whether people trust him. He built up, Simi, so much credibility in this province. You just look at the polls. People deeply trust John Horgan. And and I'm almost leaning to the fact that it may be trusted John Horgan because he has broken some pretty core promises and people are still struggling to understand why 
we are on the campaign at this point, and he needs to, over the next 30 days, if he wants to win again, and I know he does, convince British Columbians that the they can trust him, and yeah. they can trust him again, and he is the one that can lead them through. And that's, you know, as you know, in any tenant in life, when you break that trust, it, it is harder mm -hmm. to restore it than it was to get it in the first place. And so we will see how he does... Uh, letting people know that he is still the guy that they voted for in 2017 and that uh, they've seen govern most importantly over the last uh, three and a bit years. We will see. Richard, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Amy. I can't wait for that next Bond. <laughs> Me neither. Can't wait to see even the next movie, which is coming out in November. That's our Richard Zussman. He's our global news reporter over in Victoria.